Iowa everywhere. The world will never be the same once you see it through the eyes of Fairway Frank. Frank, we'll sell London broils, New York strip steaks, pork chops, pork steaks. Frank's mama always said, life is like a T-bone steak. When you shop at Fairway, you know exactly what you're going to get. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Hassel in Florida. We are presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. I slept on my neck wrong. Chris, I can't even move my neck to the left. Is Hassel Uh-oh. frozen? Is it? Does he have AT&T? The f- <laughs> he was Media literally com- just talking to us. He was fine. Media did you, did you hear that? Serve down no, there. did you hear what's happening? What's going on this morning? No, there's a nationwide on? cell phone outage. So AT and T, Verizon. I don't know if you have cellulars on it, but I think AT and T is the big one that's being affected. Where people woke up this morning with no cell phone service. So I don't know. He is on that. <sighs> what is, is he really on Mediacom down there? No, Mediacom doesn't serve. I thought they did. And no, Mediacom no. doesn't. I don't think they serve in Florida. I would be surprised if well, they did. Keep, keep sending us that money for that Starlink for Hassel because he needs it. Unbelievable. Apparently. Unbelievable. Yeah, rough start to the morning. I, well. Matt, I slept wrong on my neck. I cannot move my neck to the left. Like, I'm I'm not kidding. It's like it's it's like I'm paralyzed and can't move my neck to the left. Hey, Hassel. What's going Hi. on? Hi. Welcome to the show. It's funny. Our power went out right as the open was rolling. Oh, so it so wasn't that, the media commenter. No, so that knocks out the the internet. Now I'm on the the old trusty hotspot. I like your that. new camera. You you got a Thanks. brand well, new look today. It's the same camera that you have. Yeah, uh, you, props you, to my you, my boy Dane, who uh, I used to work with at CBS. He used to be on the road doing all of our our road broadcast, setting all that stuff up. He goes into everybody's house and puts their uh, home equipment in for when we do hits from home and he suggested this camera and uh i think it's good i think i gotta work on my lighting still i'm gonna work on the backdrop a little bit over the weekend um so now do i look like shit do i yeah but that's okay because i mean you've always been in you should look like shit van wink you're you're just the producer you don't need to look good shatty you're not the you're not the star of the show come on um no it's uh yeah, this uh, this freaking neck thing. I've been doing that, trying to get this camera. Your MediaCom internet failing you. Uh, it's been a it's been a rough start to a morning where we have a lot to accomplish today. There's a lot going on in our world. Um, real quick, shout out to our friends at Channel Seed, the Channel Seed Studios. I Van Winks and I are going to a Channel Seed event tonight. Hassel. Oh, really? You gonna yeah. spread your seed over there? We're gonna go spread our seed with the boys. Down there in uh, West Des Moines, they're having a customer appreciation type or a seedsman appreciation type event. So Matt and I are going to go rub elbows with the seedsman. It's Looking planting season. Yeah. Oh. 
We are going to go plant our seeds. Um, so much to get to. I'm actually going to put basketball on the back burner to start because I want to talk about this college football playoff stuff from yesterday. Uh, there's a lot going on that's going to change our favorite sport forever. Um, Iowa State now needs a new offensive coordinator, which kind of happened out of nowhere after our show on Monday. So both of our teams are going to get new offensive coordinators this offseason, which is wild. And uh, I want to start, I'm sure you've been covering this on HQ Hassle, CBS HQ, for those of you who don't know what that is. So we know what the college football playoff is for the next two years. It's this five plus seven model where you have five qualifiers and then seven at-large bids. And um, there's these leagues only are guaranteed one automatic qualifier so then a couple weeks ago the big 10 and the sec get together and they say well we're going to form an advisory committee because that's all we need more in college athletics or more committees oh, sure yeah you know these committees are always just taking care of the, the, they're always looking out for the future of the sport <laughs> we knew what this was at the time and this was the big 10 and the sec staking their came their staking their claim to a cash grab coming up when it comes to revenue distribution with the college football playoff. What we learned yesterday, um, and I don't know, I mean, I figured that the playoff would eventually expand because that's what they keep. They're all greedy and they want more money. So they're like, oh, well, it's just funny to me because you and I are old enough to remember when they told us that a playoff in general would ruin the regular season in college football. And mm -hmm. now they're talking about going to 14 or 16 teams. The really interesting part here to me, and this is where, I mean, and, and I, and I'm full, full disclosure. I'm coming at this from a big 12 guy. So maybe if I was an Alabama or an Iowa fan, I would feel a little bit different. And that's where I think it'll be interesting to go to you. The conversation now via multiple reports, Ross Dellinger, your guy Dennis Dodd, everybody was there, is that the Big Ten and the SEC are pushing for four automatic qualifiers each uh, with a 14-team playoff. And, I mean, I just – I got to be honest, man. Like, I just – I hate this. How I do you make this... it four automatic – like, just, let's just say Big Ten, for instance. Is it just the four highest-ranked Big Ten teams? Yes, yeah, so what would happen here, from what I understand, is they would get rid of championship games altogether. So there wouldn't be a Big Ten or an SEC or a Big 12 championship game. It's just going to go by your wherever hmm. you're rated in the college football playoff. Um, the, the one argument for this that I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense, if I'm being objective, is they're saying, based on what happened with Florida State last year, they want to take as much of it out of human beings – as possible and decided on the field. But again, like I, well, the human beings are ranking the teams. Correct. That's a good and point. And if, and if you say that you're leaving, well, it on the field, I think you, that's one fewer game that you're going I to think have. They were great. Great point. Yeah. I stand corrected, but that that's what some of the reading I was doing is that if it's automatic, if like these conferences are all getting on, it's going to save us from having to pick a fourth Big Ten team over Conference USA's champion if they're rated below the American champion or however, however that plays out. I just really, 
this would be the same thing to me if the NCAA tournament ever cut out the mid-major and low-majors. Like, I don't want to see Ole Miss and Texas A&M play for the second time in this in this playoff. I don't, like, does the Big Ten West champion really deserve to be in the playoff the last five years? No. The answer is no. I'm sorry, Iowa fans. Like, Agree. It it just this thing just screams watering it down for the big yes. brands. Yes, and, that, and that's then, what like for so long, for so long, all we wanted was a little playoff. We're not asking for the FCS playoff. No, a little playoff instead of matching up the top two teams. Maybe we get the top four or the top six. Maybe the top eight. What happens? Well, we go to four and then. Boom, 12. And then before we even get to 12, we're already talking 14, 16. That's my thing. Like, what's broken? Like, how do we know we don't like this? Right. How do we know we don't like this 12-team thing? I I, I don't know. But it's all about money. That's the thing. They don't. Yeah, it is. These people don't give a shit about the better men of the sport. They don't care. If they cared, we wouldn't be doing all this realignment. I think it's also an excuse to make these super conferences to keep making your conference bigger because the the one thing that would maybe keep you from doing that is the fact that everybody's going to beat up on everybody and not everybody's going to have a chance and you're going to have so many teams so many major programs left out well if you can guarantee four spots this is well i know this is factual so for if you're asking if you're a fan, like, well, why are we? A lot of this isn't just Greg Sankey and this new Big Ten commissioner. ESPN. What's fascinating about this? So they own the rights. They they don't want liberty in the in the playoff because they're like, well, we're not going to get as many viewers. This isn't like the NFL. Sure, you know the. Okay, let's say the Vikings compared to the Cowboys or the um, Lions compared to the Cowboys. That's probably better. Like, a ton of people are still going to watch the Lions. It's not the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to draw a better number, but a ton of people are still going to watch the Lions. And I would make the argument that if it's Florida State, if it's Liberty hosting Florida State in the first round, that's really fucking entertaining to me. Like I, But ESPN's like, well, we don't want to pay the same for that game as we would if it's Tennessee and Iowa. Sure. Right? So, like, there's this whole... That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how any of these people can look fans in the mirror. Fans who are the only reason this thing works, by the way, are the fans. That's it. It's the only reason these coaches make $10 million a year. It's the only reason these players are now, many of them, making hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions a year. It's all the fans. Okay. I don't know how any of these people can look us in the eye and be like, yeah, we're, we are looking out for the betterment of the sport here. Like, cause you're not like this whole thing is just a money grab. And I, well, none of I it really, is. it's not just the playoff. It's the, I mean, look no further the than realignment. realignment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the only place you have to look betterment of the sport, betterment of the quote unquote student athletes. Give me a break. I'm so over it, man. Like they're, they're, Ruin is a strong word. TV ratings are through the roof, all that stuff. I will tell you as a Big 12 fan, it's different if you're a Big 10 fan. I, I acknowledge that. 
let's say that I don't see a breakaway scenario happening where the SEC and the Big Ten form their. I don't see that happening. Okay. Well, let's That's say if it good. Did. I don't want that either. Let's Even as a Big ever, Ten fan. Say in some crazy scenario, ten years down the road, it did. Is a Big Twelve fan, if if my team's not in the same pot, I would care significantly less. I wouldn't sure. be rushing home from Jack Trice Stadium to watch the end of the Ole Miss Texas game. Right? It's just different, and that and that's the same with college basketball too. It's like we're going to talk about Drake later. If Drake isn't even in the NCAA tournament. Like they're not; those fans aren't going to care about Iowa and Iowa State, and like, right? Like, because it's not. I'll just go to the NFL. I'll watch whatever division Iowa State is in, and then I'll just watch the NFL for my high-level football. And I think that's a real danger that college football is. It is such a geographic deal. Other than there's about ten programs, you know, your Michigans, your Bama will draw nationally now, you know. But th- this isn't this isn't the NFL, and I just. I really would caution these people not to go too far down this road. And if you are going to do it, I would actually hope that it's more like the NFL if they do do it. Because what when th- this 12-team model right now that we have, great, first, first weekend is on campus, awesome. But the quarterfinals aren't. The quarterfinals, the semifinals, the championship, those are all still bowl games, neutral site games. Where so, do we get it in college athletics where we did all these neutral site games? Like it's yeah. again, it's a cash grab. And that that would actually make things more interesting. Like if you twelve team playoff, I, I think the first two rounds should be on campus. Fine. You want the semifinals and the and the championship on a neutral site, whatever. I mean, I I, I would argue that it should be campus sites all the way up until the championship game but have your semifinals whatever but have that that second round the quarterfinals have that on campus because now all of a sudden you're going to get teams let's just say like uh Alabama Alabama wins the SEC they're the two seed they don't get to host a game but a team that Alabama, yeah. let's just say Georgia, Georgia finishes yeah. as the seven seed. They get to host a game, and now Alabama and how's doesn't. That, how's that revenue split? Yeah, I I don't like that. I think that even the teams, if you get those, if you get the buy, you should get a home game, and that would make the playoff more interesting. That and if, it really if would. I'm, if I'm Conference USA, the Sun Belt leagues, we love. You've covered these leagues. You've been in all these towns. We love these leagues. Mm-hmm. I'm selling these guys like thanks, but no thanks. The way this thing's, I'm just gonna go and form my own thing. We're gonna, because we're not making any money anyways, Chris. These TV contracts for these small leagues. Are so terrible. you think these these smaller conferences should break off on their own? I I do. Like now, what's the point? What's well, the point? Under like, the what we have right now, the 12 team playoff, a non power conference is guaranteed a spot. Yeah, but how many because conferences? Because there's only going to be four. There's only going to be four major conferences starting next season. There's if it's five like this, guaranteed a spot. If it's the twelve game, if it's the twelve team playoff setup, I'm okay with it. I'm saying if they go to this fourteen thing, where the Big Ten and the SEC are each guaranteed four, and then you've got the ACC and the Big Twelve getting one, like, and then you have Notre Dame into the mix. I'm, I'm saying thanks, but no thanks because the it's. 
I just don't think there's enough money involved at that point where they can go and get a deal with Amazon Prime or whatever and be like, we're just forming our new division and we're going to make this fun as shit. And we're going to do like a bunch of crazy stuff like the XFL and the UFL or whatever it's called. We're going to make this the most fun football league possible. It's still college football. Uh, we can finally play our games on Saturdays again, maybe. Potentially, probably not if you're getting a TV deal. But I, I just, what's the point? They, these, they, they've been squeezing you. You, you virtually have no chance to win. And the thing that, again, I don't think most fans realize, the whole deal with this is is the how this money in this playoff is distributed. Okay? I'm going to dumb this down. So you already have the Big Ten and the SEC making exponentially more television revenue than everybody else. Okay? So it's already a haves and have-nots thing. Financially, it was a have and have-nots thing before because usually those schools just have better resources, whatever. What's going to happen now is this television contract, Chris, for the college football playoff is going to be so extravagant, okay? So what the Big Ten and the SEC to do now is they're going to go to everybody, and this will happen, it's already happening, and they're going to say, our conference gets a quarter of whatever this thing brings in revenue-wise, and then everybody else is there to pick up the scraps. Well, so then, like, the difference becomes even more. So what I'm saying is if you're... If you're Liberty right now, who's got a really good college football program, um, you and it's hard enough right now. Let's say you're Coastal Carolina, one of those schools. Schools we love, we love watching them on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Like we've, it, it's it's the fabric of college football. I always quote Dan Wetzel from Yahoo. He said it perfectly. College football is an orchestra. You've got to have the woodwinds. You've got to have the percussion. You've got to have the brass. Like they all come together and make this perfect orchestra. Um, they're squeezing you out completely. You're, and it's it's just going to keep getting worse. Look, we saw that Georgia State coach leave. Like these guys don't even want to yeah. be coaching at this level it's, now. It's, it's bad keep right getting now. Worse. Your buddy Matt Barry's coaches. been awesome, by the way. Tell him to keep pounding the drum on how terrible of a situation this it, all is. It's a problem. It's definitely a problem when you have head coaches Ugh. leaving their post for position coach jobs elsewhere whether it's in a different conference whether it's in the NFL then you have Chip Kelly leaving a head coaching job for a coordinator job in the same conference it's crazy everything's okay though they're gonna tell you yeah right everything's just fine no the I would just get the hell out of there if I'm those if that and I I'm, I would guess if you're not associating yourselves with those guys, you're going to make more money too. I, I honestly think you would. If if Conference USA, if the Sun Belt, if the MAC, I'm trying to think of all these smaller leagues, what am I what, missing? What, do we, what about if you're the Mountain West and the American yeah. and you're like right on the fringe? Like you're, you're, you have the teams that are trying to be those teams that jump to that next level, that get the invite from the Big 12. They get the invite from the Big 10 or the SEC, which is far less likely. But I I feel like that's a different rung. Like the Mountain West and the American is on a different level than Conference USA and the MAC. And I would say the Sun Belt is even on a a higher level than Conference USA and the MAC, but it's below the Mountain West and the American. 
Like there's these different rungs right now. I would. The only thing financially that I'm not sure on, because I can tell you media wise, I think you'd be better off going on your own. What I don't know if I'm sure on is they get paid. You know, like Iowa will pay like these MAC teams like a million dollars to come into Kinnick Stadium. Sure. So, Do you like, still get to have those games? If you break off, can you still have games between different Yeah, that's what I leagues? would ask. You're just not competing against them in a, I don't know. Championship. For the playoff. Well, yeah. yeah. You, sh- you should be able to. What's the difference with that in FCS when Northern Iowa goes and plays at Iowa State? They're not competing in the playoff right. together. True. So I would think that that would still be a thing. I don't know. I, I just, I don't see this getting any better. In no, this, it's this deal coming up yesterday was worse than I thought it would be. I thought it would be bad. I I thought the Big Ten and the SEC were going to say, we want two automatic qualifiers, to which I would have been like, that's fair, because you guys are bringing more money to the table. Okay. Four? I mean, God. <sighs> well, anyway, here, my argument too, Chris, would be you're probably going to get four anyways most years. You are. You're going to you get might. the majority of the at-larges. So, like, but see, what this does is if one year the, the Big Ten is down, the SEC is really up, the Big Ten, the, when maybe they would only get two, is still going to get four. The Big Ten doesn't usually have four playoff caliber teams. Can we be honest? And neither does the SEC. Usually it's two or three. No, I mean, but you got you got to factor in the new the, the realignment with yeah, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. You have Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA to the Big Ten, so it does get. Don't it does get bigger. UCLA it does get better. I know UCLA. I, I don't think they're going to. They, they be, don't belong in that conversation. And, and I don't even know if Washington's going to be able to belong. You know, it was Washington's not going to be the team that they were last season. Period. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Or at least not in the near future. That was. Um, that was a, a flash in the pan, so to speak. I think they could be a 9-10 win team. I just don't think they're a you know a national championship contending team. Oregon, on the other named- hand. USC, on the other hand. Potentially. Two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere, presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery, as always. Matty Van Winks, give our shout-out to our friends at the Iowa Event Center. We're running the Barry Manilow oh, yeah. contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mandy. Mandy. August Mandy's 1st one of the that. great songs of all time. Yeah, we have a contest going right now. You just have to email win at iowaeverywhere.com. Tell us why you want to take your mom to see Barry Manilow. Ooh. Mom's yeah. night with Barry. Dude, Hassel, we should take our moms My together. mom's always been obsessed with Barry Manilow. So is my mom. So I want to take her and hope to get her backstage and maybe she could hook up with Barry Manilow. That's... That's the letter you're going to get. <laughs> that would be amazing. Tell us why your mother would love to meet Barry Manilow. Well, she's really attracted to him. She wants to um, make love to him. <laughs> hey, the Des Moines Home and Garden Show starts today, too, down there at the Iowa Event Center. goes through oh, Sunday. Don't get tell ready my for wife. those spring projects. That Don't sounds like something wife. Fails would be all about. Oh, oh yeah. Fails is going to be down there the second the doors open. With his little shears for cutting oh, what a plants. Fool. <laughs> oh, man. I know there's a lot of people who will, there'll be thousands of, tens of thousands of people who will attend that this weekend. My parents used to take me to that stuff as a kid, and I would dread it. Walking, oh, we got this new cleaner. 
Um, anyways, okay, and what else we got? Tim McGraw. That Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw is in. a good-looking man, isn't he? I mean, hello. I think he gave up drinking. I don't think he's had alcohol in like five years. He's so obsessed with his body. Well, he's acting now, too. Well, he's been acting. Well, I know. He's been acting for 25 years, hasn't he? <laughs> Got a busy life. No time to drink. And Winkle's like, yeah. Hey, did wait, you wait, know that wait. Michael Jordan tried baseball? Did you look at the, look at the <laughs> Tim McGraw standing room only tour presented by Sports Illustrated? What? <laughs> that can't be right. So Sports Illustrated's firing all of its people, but it's sponsoring Tim McGraw. Bizarre. Jeez. Tim McGraw's a good show. Carly Pierce with him is mm-hmm. phenomenal. She's the best female country act right now. Her and Lainey Wilson, they are unbelievable. And then Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne? That's my kind of show right there. April 11th. Let's get okay. Iowa Vincent, baby. Appreciate that. So Iowa finally love. gets hot, finally starts winning hey. quad one games, and you bury them. 25 minutes into the show. No, not well, a, actually more because we've got to talk about Iowa State's offensive coordinator search. Shut up. Are you serious? Yes, that's a bigger story than your borderline bubble Iowa Hawkeyes. We've spent we spent dozens of hours talking about your shitty offense. I wore to my find March Madness hat. Well, we'll get to it. Just calm down. Calm down. All right. You think okay, that let's Iowa maybe being on the bubble is a bigger story than Iowa State losing its offensive coordinator on in what? the middle of February? I mean, in the overall scheme of things, no. But okay, fine. Let's let's power through this. Nate Shieldhouse. I'm not sure how it's not pronounced Haas, but it's not. Shieldhouse. It should be Haas. Great season at Iowa State. First year as offensive coordinator after Campbell made the move to get rid of his best man at his wedding. And, man, so late in the game, too. This is late February, and he bolts for the NFL. And I don't blame him. I mean, like, I, and I don't think Iowa State fans blame him, do they? It's no. It's understandable. Go work for Sean McVay. That guy, Bloom made a good point yesterday when I was talking to him that that guy, I mean, this is basically like a free meal ticket in the NFL to be a Sean McVay in that tree. Sure. I mean, if you look at, you want to talk about the seedsmen spread, the channel seedsmen spreading their seed. McVay's seed is all over college football right now, or college and pro football. So let's talk about it from an Iowa State perspective then. Yeah. You're, I think you're probably blindsided by this. Now the timing, you? absolutely. Well, I know for a fact that Nate had already turned down three jobs in the offseason, like higher jobs. So, like, they were planning on him being there. Th- this is tricky hassle because it's like things are going really well offensively, right? And mm-hmm. you've got basically the same group of guys coming back. You've got spring football starting in three weeks. Jeez. And you don't want to screw with everything. So it's like, do you – do you find a guy from within who is a shield house guy already and just promote from within and try and keep the train rolling? Or do you try and go out? Like what you don't want to do is have to teach this offense that has a ton of promise and a ton of young playmakers. And you think they're going to be really good. You don't want to teach them like a new language because again, like the chances I, to be able to install everything and in, this spring, man, that that's really tight. That's really tight. That's in three weeks. How so, about how about as Caleb points out, 
Kevin Johns, who Iowa fans wanted as the offensive coordinator. Still I wanted Paul there. Christ. I was hoping Campbell would call Paul Christ. See if uh, he Willie didn't you said you you texted Campbell. You said get out get 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 out there and get Christ. I texted Campbell and I told him you need to hire Hal Mummy immediately. <laughs> How old is Hal Mummy? He's seventy. He, he basically is a mummy. That's how old he is. My guess, and I don't, I don't know if he's going to take the job, but my guess is the number one guy they will ask is Joel Gordon, who is down in your neck of the woods. He's down at South Florida. Was the offensive coordinator there last year with uh, Alex Golish, another old Iowa State guy. Love him. He's doing a great job at South Florida. Mm-hmm. Joel called the plays that year. Um, when they didn't have a coordinator. Remember when Tom Manning left for the NFL? Joel's called plays before he coordinated a top 20 offense in college football last year. He knows he's been with Campbell forever. He knows the Wait, ins so and Iowa outs. State went a year without an offensive coordinator? They didn't. Yeah, don't you remember that? They It was after Manning left, and it was Wait. the same thing as the special teams thing. They didn't Campbell, have – an offensive coordinator or a special teams coordinator? Yeah, for an they entire were like season? Campbell's like, "No, nah, we're year all working on it together." That would have been uh, 21 I think. I don't know. They all kind of run together. But <laughs> Wait, so that tells me that's a possibility this season. If oh, he's yeah. done it once. Oh, yeah, maybe but what Campbell I'm saying does it again. I think if they can get this Joel Gordon to me, it's a no, it's a no brainer because he he knows everything about what you're doing, anyways. But if you're going to bring him in, won't you name him the offensive coordinator? Yes, yeah, I think they would okay. if they can get him. Is what I'm saying. If, if they, they can't can get him, yeah, if they can't get him back, and you're going to promote from within or do whatever, yeah, I, I think it's a real possibility. Creighton that, says it was 2018 that okay. Iowa State didn't have a quote unquote offensive coordinator. <laughs> Thanks, Creighton. It's but but here's my worry: ring together. Aren't you still without? A special teams coordinator and a running backs coach? So the running backs coach, I believe, is going to be Jake Waters, the old Kansas State quarterback. I just don't think it's official. Okay. I don't what about know special what they, teams? I don't know. They'll name somebody that to that. I know that. But I, I don't know who it's going to be on the current staff. Somebody on the staff is going to get the... I would guess so. From where did, what I've where learned... Did, where did last year's special teams guy go? The special teams running back coach? He got fired. His contract was not renewed, which is, I think, f- for I, most from people, what I that's understand, like, what because they they were really good at special teams last year, but yeah, but titles don't mean everything. There's a lot of people okay. with fancy titles that don't necessarily earn them. So I'll, I'm saying that nicely. But there, I think, from what I know, there were a lot of guys on the staff last year that were basically running the special teams that are still there. So I think it's more of a, um just a, a title than anything. So we'll, we'll see. The, I well, think they the, put a listen, title on that guy to appease people like you who are just yelling all the time. There's a real up-and-comer who's looking to advance, and he's just on the other side of the state. Fast riser. He's gone from volunteer <laughs> to advisor <laughs> to wide receivers coach. John Bootymeyer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Coach Pepper. <laughs> Coach Pepper. Well, Coach Pepper would be a good hire. John Budemeyer, man, I'm. I'm sh- listen, if Ferentz likes him that much, maybe, right? 
I mean, and maybe are we, are we just gonna call a, him Booty Meyer? You could bring in a great backup. I know it's I'm Bud sure Meyer. I'm sure Deacon. But we pronounced go it wrong so much. Yeah, he's that, he's that quarterback guy. What about Brian Ferentz? Everybody's asking in the now that'd be a real kick to the that nuts. That would be incredible. It it really would, and I think, man, I would love to see that. I would love to see Matt Campbell say, you know what? Even though I don't think they like each other, personally, I don't either. I've um, got a got a vibe you know what? there. Let's let bygones be bygones. You got a raw deal at Iowa. I know you weren't actually running the well, offense over there. That was your dad. Brian. He did that whole those guys and Ames thing. I know remember? he made it very obvious that he doesn't like Matt Campbell. So I know, and that, that's that's what I'm going from. But man, wouldn't it be really, really, really interesting to see what Brian Ferentz could do out from underneath his dad? I actually think it'd with be a good quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, there's a zero percent chance that happens, but I just yeah, think that would be, be really interesting. Could, that would be one of I the stories of the season in college football. Think of the fan reaction on both sides if that would happen. <sighs> Two guys named Chris. We were presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Let's do a um, quick hit on Iowa and Iowa State, then we'll do our kitchen refresh. What do you the, mean a quick hit? I mean, what? You're really trying to bury these Iowa men, aren't you? No, I'm not. Because the kitchen refresh is going to focus on them as well. well I'll you start don't want my... to give your kitchen refresh now? Yeah, I'm going to give my kitchen refresh right now. All right. By the way, my kitchen is refreshed up there. Yeah, it aware. looks phenomenal. Coming over, uh, we're going to shoot a professional video, and I'm going to show off my new kitchen to everybody. You should set up, up your week. podcast room in your new kitchen. I should. Just sitting on the counter, or sitting on the sitting on the countertop with the beautiful counters in the background. Hell yeah. Um, KitchenRefreshIowa.com, our friends at No Pros. You should tax return on them. The best thing about them, they'll come to your house and they'll give you a quote that day, and it's for free, free consultation. It's not one of those deals where like, oh, we'll get back to you in two weeks. No, they give you the price that day, straight up, and it doesn't change. KitchenRefreshIowa.com. I want to give a shout-out to Peyton Sanford. We'll get into the whole Iowa thing, but... I've been kind of, I've I've heard. Now I'm not like when I when I leak these things, when I say some of these things, sometimes I'm bullshitting. I've heard Peyton Sanford's name what do you mean with when NBA you leak talk. These things, no, not I did, that what was the wrong word. Just calm down. When I, I'm saying like I don't generally just come out of nowhere and be like I think Peyton Sanford's an NBA player unless somebody's told me that. A lot Who of people, who name uh, people in the industry. I'm not. No, I don't give up sources. Come on, what is your problem? Why would I do it, that? It's it's funny. Because I'm saying coach people who coach in college basketball mm-hmm. think that he's got real NBA potential based on what Is this like when I here. said Aaron White was a guaranteed NBA player? No, absolutely not. I've never used the word guarantee. So but, but, but I'm can just I say, saying. Can I say one thing, though? And this is credit to you. You yeah. said that. You were the first one I heard. This was several weeks ago. Say that you believe Peyton Sanford has NBA potential. Mm-hmm. And about a week later, I start seeing all these things online about that. You were ahead of the game here. There was a there's a there's a 24/7 sports guy who focuses on uh college players and how they project to the NBA, Adam Finkelstein. He believes it too. 
And I just oh. saw that a few days ago. ESPN just released a mock draft, and Peyton, they have Peyton Sanford going 46th to the Miami Heat. Wow. Look, it, it, when you can shoot like that. Yeah. Well, so the last four games, he's had 22, 18, 19, 21. I was one, three of four. Here's the point I would make on Peyton Sanford. He's being asked to do way too much. Like, imagine how good he could be if he was in the, like, Mom Chilovich role at Iowa State, right? Like, he's he's got the ball in his hands. That's a good he's, point. Trying to play really good defense, uh, and it I, seems I'm, like he's he's kind of the emotional leader of the team. Totally as well. agree with you. Like he's getting on teammates when they do something that they shouldn't be doing. He's also pumping them up when they Just are. A, he, he's always the first one over there to pick you up. Imagine if Iowa had a really good guard. And Perkins can be that. He's just so inconsistent. But he's been pretty good lately. But imagine if you had two Tony Perkins. Like how much easier and better Two Tony Perkins? Yeah, I'm just saying like if if Peyton didn't have to be doing so much and he Mm -hmm. could more focus on what he's really good at, and that's what he would be in the NBA. That's what he would be if he played for Houston. Right? Like so I'm just saying Do you have a comp for Peyton Sanford in the NBA? Um I haven't really thought about it. I haven't seen any comps yet. No, I haven't really thought about it. I just, I'm really impressed. Every time I watch him, I, I love watching him more. And been watching this Iowa run, and it's just it's clear they kind of go as Perkins goes a little bit. You know, Perkins doesn't even have to score, but he's got to be active. He's got to be assertive. We've we've seen this, but man, Sanford is one of the best. I I truly think he's a he's a top ten guy in that league for sure. And it's been fun to watch him rise because he's he's I would argue he's one of the top players in the Big Ten right now. And he's doing it in a spot where, again, I think he's having to do more than he's probably should be doing. And he's doing it admirably. So that that's my catch and refresh. I've just been really impressed with him. I feel like he has so much confidence. Anytime Iowa makes one of those huge patented runs like the one we saw against Minnesota. Uh, a few weeks ago when they were down double digits late and, uh, against Michigan State last year at home, the miracle comeback. He always seems to be the guy who's keying it. And every yeah. time he shoots it, you just think it's going in. That win against Michigan State was the most impressive Iowa basketball win I can remember. I, I'm sure they had one last year, but clearly this year that was by far the best. Um Basically leading start to finish, not just leading, but out in front, leading by double digits most of the way. I mean, yeah, there were, were some grabby pearls moments there toward the end, but Michigan State never really got it within five. I mean, they never really, really threatened Iowa. And you know what? They played some defense. I've seen Peyton Sanford play some defense, get his hand on some balls. He's trying, yeah. man. He is. They're They're playing really well right now for them. Back-to-back quad one wins. This is exactly where I thought they would be. Going back to what I thought this team would be earlier in the season, I thought that they would be a bubble team. They've played themselves onto the bubble. And as Copper points out, Minnesota is right on the edge of top 75. And today... They have jumped into the top 75. So that road win there, that becomes a quad one win. So that's three. I don't know if Minnesota is going to stay there. We'll see how everything plays out. It's it's so fluid. 
they still have a ton of work to do. Like yeah. they haven't even reached next four out yeah, status. They're not on the bubble right now, but we no. think they can play their way well, onto it. I'll say this. It, it, it depends on your definition of the bubble. If, okay, you're bu- if, if the bubble is just the, the eight teams that are vying for the last four spots, no. If it's the 15 teams that are vying for the last four spots, yes. And they're, they're trending up. Some other teams are trending down. And they have their opportunities. They have Illinois twice in the last four games. Illinois just lost last night at Penn State. I don't think that's good for Iowa going to Champaign this no. weekend. You have to go at worst over these last four games because you have Penn State and at Northwestern as well. You have to go 3-1. and one. If you go 3-1, and one, you've got a shot because that would include one win over Illinois. If you go 2-2, two and two, you probably have to win the Big Ten tournament. I mean, unless you've got a, a win in there against Purdue and you get to the championship game, there's still so much work to be done. But the fact is, they've got a shot. And we They're did not expect that a week or so ago. Currently, as of last night, it's probably changed a smidge, but 62 in the net. So they jumped up five spots in the net with that win. And 60, that 62 is not going to get you in. Like, no, you really need to be thinking at least get into the 40s. At least they're 51 and Ken Palm is the other metric. So, but again, like I just want to point out, when you beat Michigan State, you moved up five spots. So if you get a couple more of these, you're gonna have a shot. Um, I don't think they're a bubble team yet in my definition of it, but I think that my guess is you lose at Illinois on Saturday, and then you want to win out. Yeah, if you lose Illinois Saturday, you have to win out. And then I think you have to win at least one, maybe two games in the in the Big Ten tournament. And I know a lot of people will say, and, and I agree, that the committee really doesn't factor tournament games, especially the Big Ten tournament, as late as it is. They don't put them in the same light as regular season games for whatever reason. And I... As I said, I agree. But I think that is more like fans will go back to when Iowa won the Big Ten tournament and they really didn't, their seeding really didn't improve. But I do think the committee for bubble teams, I do think the tournament matters more. Matters less to the teams that are already in that might go on a magical run and win the tournament. You might not jump two or three seeds. But if you're a bubble team, they're watching those games. If Iowa has a game against Purdue in the Big Ten tournament, and they win. That that's huge. That, yeah, it's a big deal. Or against, uh, I mean, Illinois is probably the is Illinois the next best team? I guess Wisconsin has floundered. I, there's not a lot of great opportunities in the Big Ten tournament for Iowa. No, but but you, you I think you would need at least a, a quad one win in that tournament if. If you don't run the table here, going and out. you're just you're watching scoreboards too at that point, you're rooting, but, you're rooting look, for the favorites in but it, it's made low major tournaments. It's made oh absolutely. It's way better for us to be able to talk about this as opposed and to. And what were the expectations this season? I said I thought they'd be a bubble team, and most people thought I was. I my expectations were too high. I but, didn't think they'd be a bubble team. I thought they'd 
securely be in I the I don't NIT think most awards. people did. Yeah. So we'll see. Um but that good good on them. It's that was a that was a hell of a win. Even though Michigan State isn't what they normally are, that's still a really no. hard place to play. Mm-hmm. Iowa. They were not nine the, and a half point underdogs. Yeah, that's a great win. How about me, by the way? What about in the group you? chat with Keith Murphy? You're on oh, there. Yeah. You know, Jenny wants to win some money. You're on there trying to give out your picks that night. I didn't try and give out anything. I was asked, oh, yeah, "What you, are you on tonight?" Yeah, you and know. I went well, two and one I, that night. I, I, Iowa I, was my one loss. I'm pretty sure you also really no. liked Connecticut. Minus no, three that was Keith. Creighton. That was okay. Keith. I'd, I would I never said, have made that bet. I only gave out two picks, and it was I gave Iowa, out three. and it was Creighton. I gave out three. It was Michigan State. It was Texas You were Tech, right about BYU. Or, it was TCU, and it was BYU. So I You went told to me you loved BYU. And I mean, it wasn't easy, but they covered it's the It's a hard half. place to play, man. I read a great piece in The Athletic last night about BYU basketball and mm-hmm. how hard that job is. Because you're the, the coach there is supposed to recruit as many members of the church as possible, mm-hmm. which we all knew. Like, they get man. the good Mormons. We, we all knew that. I put you in a box. But, man, I didn't realize, like, <laughs> they're supposed to... There's like an actual like number where it's like, oh, we're supposed to have seven guys who are Mormons and like it it's crazy. Like and now they're in the best league in the country and they're doing real. Did you see what Seth Greenberg said about BYU? I saw you getting a fight with Seth Greenberg on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, well you're fighting with coach. Greenberg I came to your defense. Did you see how good of a friend I am to you? I came to your defense and mocked Seth Greenberg on Twitter just <laughs> probably for Probably didn't help. That probably didn't help. Uh, <laughs> I, was he said, to, I was trying to have your back. What do you mean it didn't you. help? Thank you. He said, this was, I think, yesterday or the day before, that it's, it's tougher to go to BYU than it is to go to Iowa State or Kansas. I don't know if I disagree with that anymore because of the altitude, because of the... A traveling he said, west. He said altitude and also that place, they, they pack 20,000 in there. Dude, those people are they nasty. They fill it up. They are nasty. Yeah. They're opposing teams. They are brutal. Like, that's part of this athletic article, too, is like they they kind of, they they understand the hypocrisy of like, oh, it's all about the church, but we have like the most brutal fans in the country. Mm-hmm. Niang's told me stories about playing in Utah, and it's just like God. He liked it out there, but like these people—is that like the only time that those people can just like lash out? Can just like <laughs> well, they can't drink, be human no caffeine. Beings. They don't get to have sex. It's like I'd be pissed off too. That's the that's probably the greatest two hours that they get to spend all week is inside Absolutely. that building, Absolutely. cheering on the. The Cougs. Brutal, man. Nicholas says it's a bunch of virgins taking out their sexual frustration on opposing teams. I can relate to that. I mean, they they have to be virgins, right? Don't they have to be? Well, I mean, or you could... Remember that one guy sex and just not 10 tell years anybody. ago, I think he like kissed a girl on the cheek and they, they oh, kicked yeah, him they off like the team. Kicked, him, kicked his ass out of college. There's a reason their school color is blue. 
<laughs> says Creighton. I got yeah, go and read if you guys subscribe to the Athletic, go and read that piece because I, I have a lot more respect for what Mark Pope is doing now. I love that the BYU's it. coach's name is Pope. I know that's that is. There's it's a nudge ironic. on that in the in the article. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with Greenberg though because of all those things. Now, will BYU have a good team every year like Kansas? Well, that's the, does that, that's the difference. I mean, that's, I think you're saying what's home court worth? Yeah. Maybe it's worth more for BYU, even though they're not going to win as many games because they're not as talented. Home court might be worth more there. Yeah, I, that's a. I don't, I don't disagree with him. Speaking Give of home your, court, Williams, that Houston arena Jesus. was an absolute death trap oh, on Monday God. night. You're Just a hornet's nest. Like so I've seen some Iowa State fans making fun of the size of it. Oh, it only holds eight thousand. Dude, it was crazy in there. Whoa! Then did you see it last night in the women's game? There was like ten people no. there. <laughs> same arena. It was crazy. Like you couldn't even believe it was the same building. That's what it used to be like ten years ago. Houston had one of the worst home court environments in the country. Kelvin Sampson comes in there. And then they get money going. They revamp the place. And those people are all in. Do you, you remember that guy who blew that booger on me? <laughs> yeah. Was he a Houston so he, guy? Yeah, he's a Houston guy. And he was telling me about all the work that Samson and his son did with fans and stuff. It, it was very grassroots. I mean, it's going out to fraternities. It's going out to local businesses to try and get people to support it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, every game is sold out. So, it, it does, again, it kind of comes back to what we've talked about with the Iowa attendance thing. It's like you've got to get people to like you in a way. And, I, and It it's not helps all... when you're really damn good. Yeah. And Houston yeah. has been really damn good. And they have this identity that people oh. can get behind, right? Like, it's, it's freaking fun to watch. God, those oh. – look, you, you, maybe you could argue that there's – you could find two better defensive teams out there. I don't know that you can. I think Houston's number one. I don't know if Iowa State's number two. You might be able to argue that there's a better defensive team out there, but I I don't think you could find two teams that get after your ass, gata, more than Houston and Iowa State. The effort, the intensity... The, the suffocation. It was Iowa like a State damn Final Four game. Oh my God, Iowa State hung. Now, I, I'm a little bit discouraged for Iowa State. Okay, because it was a five point game at halftime. They went seven of nine from three point range in the second half. And still didn't really, really challenge for a win. Like, they were always within striking distance. There were a couple times they might have got it down to three or four. Two things. It was they didn't force turnovers. and They, they, they turned it over way too much. Yeah, and Houston just shot way too many free throws. Why is there a thumbs-up bubble by your head? <laughs> 
I have no what? idea. Well, what the hell was that? There was a t- <laughs> the one just give us a like or something. What is this new camera you got that has just bubbles appearing? Thumbs up. I had balloons behind me earlier. <laughs> what? What's going on? I don't know. But my okay. point is that Houston shot like 30 free. Like the differential yes, was just too much for I, Iowa State I, to overcome. It, the first half, the calls were heavily skewed toward toward Houston. Well, I'm not even blaming the refs. Those but games are really hard half, to officiate. Those, you know, like these big second half, are I all think the it evened out a little bit. These Big 12 games are all the same. The first half is a freaking bloodbath. Second half, the refs go into, well, we better get this under control, and then they start calling more. Like it, it, I've seen this for three years now in this new Big 12 where everybody's old and it's not as sexy of basketball. Like That's why I always tell people to bet the whoever's losing, if it's by double digits or more, bet that team in the second half because it generally always evens out. We have all these people in our comments trying to do thumbs up in the chat right now. Yeah, but it's not giving us the bubble like it did. That was wild. What's your kitchen refresh for Iowa State? All right. Van Huynh, pull up Iowa State's schedule the rest of the way. I think you would have the tendency, and it's only natural, to maybe take a little bit of a breather. Man, you just... You just played Houston. You earned a lot of respect. Now you're coming home. You've got West Virginia at home. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Oklahoma at home. Mm -hmm. Then you go to UCF. Like This is the easiest part of the schedule. And I think there's a tendency to ease up a little bit, take a breath. I don't think you can afford to do that. It's too late in the season. You need to keep the pedal to the metal. Because if, hey, if you lose what you've got, you risk not finding it again in time. Great point. On that note, do you think, based on the timing of this, so you had a Saturday, Monday, you don't play again until next Wednesday after Saturday, would you consider... Resting Tame and Lipsy against West I Virginia. I would consider resting Lipsy if that rest, if I'm told by the training staff that that would really help him for the stretch run. He just looked beat down on Monday. And I'm just saying, like, so then you would give him like 10 days off, basically. And I'm playing the long game. I mean, Bill Self's doing this right now. Like but Kansas has never really ramped up. Like Kansas has never really I been know. on a roll. I'm Iowa just saying State, I-, I feel like right now is in win now March mode. Like this is how you want them playing when the tournament totally. rolls around. So that's why Kansas I asked, like, isn't in that boat. Kansas or do you just, is still ramping up. Or do you just play Lipsy and like put them straight load management? Well, I think it all depends. I, I don't know what the athletic staff is saying. If they're saying, man, he could really use uh, a week and a half off, and that's really going to help you down the stretch. Or if it's, you know what, this is going to be a thing he's got to deal with the rest of the way. It's pain tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. Then no, play him. But I, I just, you know how fans are. You know how. Oh, yeah. If you rest him and you are, lose. Whew. 
And this is where I worry about what you said, uh, what was that, a couple of weeks ago. What's Hilton going to be like for TCU? Oh, yeah. What's Hilton going to be like for West Virginia? Dude, they're going to be like an 18-point favorite on Saturday in a Big 12 game. That's insane. Uh, Speaking of that, DRF Sportsbook, I'll have my college basketball parlay for the weekend coming up tomorrow when the Lions come out. Check out everything on... Um, all of our social media feeds, and we'll get that out to you. Download the DRF Sportsbook app. I've really enjoyed it. Matt, I know you're betting on the DRF Sportsbook app, too. I really have. They they were, they had awesome odds. They What they do is they'll give you more than just uh, – they go really in-depth, I guess, with the way that you're allowed to bet on there. I've, I've really appreciated it. Uh, and I promise if you use the promo code IOWA300, we get credit for that, and – that way they know that what we're doing here on Iowa everywhere works. Why you helps money? us. Uh, How did your uh, Daytona picks no. go? Not good. <laughs> ben, wait, ben Wink's been waiting to just jump on you about that. So well, we Daytona were in a 500 point. finishes up, and we've got our little two guys named Chris uh, group text. And Van Wink's like, oh, your picks didn't do too well, huh? And well, you- Williams, you didn't even <laughs> respond. I was so at the Ben Wink's waiting for the show. You're bragging about, oh, we were in Vegas last year. We hit big on the Daytona Five. You don't always hit big. That, Wait, like, so you, you didn't hit why, on any of those? No, I mean, I won two of them. So well, that's why I tell okay. you bet really small amounts on these restrictor plate races. Because if you hit one, it's going to pay for you for the entire year. Hey, I have a and NASCAR we had a on huge ESPN fucking hat. Would you pay money for that? No, I'm not giving you a dime. I, uh, for a NASCAR on ESPN hat? That's vintage. I'll buy you like a couple beers. You wouldn't pay me money for my NASCAR and ESPN hat? No. It's never been worn. Do you know how many hats I have? But do you have a NASCAR on ESPN? You know what else I have? I have what? a NASCAR on ESPN backpack. Never been used. I would definitely it's not pay for that. It's probably $100 value. What kind of hat is it? Well, it's kind of like this. But it's, it's kind of like my March Madness hat. Is it cheap? But it says NASCAR on ESPN. You know the old logo when Why it was on ESPN? me off? I got it. <laughs> I got it when I was on that NASCAR immersion thing down in Charlotte. Are we going to talk Drake basketball or what? Well, we got to hurry up because we're, we're running low on time. We get, you promised I, I, it, though. You promised it. Let's do our uh, cheers to the freaking weekend to the to the Drake Bulldogs. How about that with our okay. friends from Steeple Ridge? Another cheers win last Bulldogs. night. Yeah, another win last night, and they are setting themselves up to even potentially have an at-large in the NCAA tournament. Where do you, so I think right now, bracketologists would put Drake ahead of Iowa Absolutely. Metrics-wise, Drake is considerably ahead of Iowa everywhere. What? Yeah. Like in the net. Iowa everywhere? What are you talking about? No. Everywhere you look, I was saying. Oh, I think. No, the metrics for Drake, they have more of a tournament resume than Iowa does, according to, like, just the data, if that's what you're looking at. Yeah, I think Drake is 5-2 and against quad one and quad two. So, that's impressive. That. Indiana State, on the other hand, I think they're against quad one and quad two. They're like four and four. But Drake has more. Drake has like three quad three losses. So here's what I don't like about the committee. I feel like in a situation like that, Drake has better records against 
higher level competition, but they've lost a couple games against bad competition. Mm-hmm. I think it's more valuable and more important for a mid-major team to show that they can beat really good teams than it is to show that, oh, maybe they lose a couple games against quad three teams. Like, I think that should be valued more. Totally That's more important to me than a team that hasn't beaten anybody in the quad one, but hasn't lost to anybody in quad three and four. Would you agree? Totally agree with you. Absolutely. Drake just, they look like a tournament team to me. I don't know how much you've watched them. But, like, I mean, if you watch... I mean, they would probably be favored if they played Iowa on a neutral court from what I've That would be an interesting at. game right now. I mean, it'd be close to a pick I think, but I think Drake would be favored, and we're sitting here talking about Iowa at the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I, I mean, where would Drake fit in the middle of the Big Ten? I guess look at it that way. They, I don't know where they would be, but they would fit. Like, they would they would fit the part if, they, yeah. if you threw them in there right now. So, I, man, uh, they got a big one, Northern Iowa the, on the road. On yeah, Saturday. And the, I think the Panthers have won three straight again, right? Man, Jacobson always gets that team going when you get Why are they so streaky? They're just always streaking, whether it's one way or the other. They lost to Illinois State recently. Oh, so they, they won, they're two and They three, lost two, last two and night they the lost? Yeah, 81-73. Oh, jeez, that's not a good loss. I was I was chalking that one up as a win. Meanwhile, Iowa women, huge game tonight at Indiana. That will be a, another huge TV rating for Caitlin Clark. What's it on? Iowa women. I don't know, Matt. Look that up and see what – I don't know. But it that you want to talk about a hot arena, that one's going to be fired up. That feels like it's a little bit of a rivalry between those two. The cock. Oh, it's on the cock. Seven Central – Iowa at Indiana. Great game. I can't wait to watch that. That's what my Thursday night's going to consist of. Well, never mind. I got to go to that channel seed thing. I have to watch it afterwards. Do you think the bar that we're going to be at will have Peacock on? Is Hassel frozen again? Oh, it's a great shot, too, of him frozen. Let's just make it full screen. (laughs) This is out of control. The guy's got to invest in his internet. If we're going to do an internet-based show... He's got to gotta make some sort of an investment in his internet. It's embarrassing. I'll make a call to Elon Musk. Get him that Starlink. All right. I yeah, got to get going. Game. That is a big game tonight, though, for the Iowa women. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. We will uh, be back on Monday. God, hassle. You got to make an investment in your internet, okay? Look, man. I'm trying. Call Elon Musk. We got to get you some. Starlink. I looked that thing up. I told you, you gotta, you have to spend like four thousand dollars on a no, dish. No, you don't. So I, I see they're true. digging lines in our neighborhood for fiber, AT and T fiber. I see it up on the telephone pole. It says AT and T fiber. They're digging lines all over. I call up AT and T. No, we don't offer fiber in your neighborhood. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, they're they're digging lines every day. It says AT and T fiber on the fucking telephone pole. <laughs> and they're like, sorry. We don't offer it there. Well, can you tell me when it will be offered? Clearly, they're putting it in. No, you'll just have to call back. (sighs) (laughs) All right. I got to go. I'm going to do a CW pod with our old buddy, Andrew Downs, coming on the show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. 
it's going to be all Iowa basketball all the time. He's going to just, no. Just, we're not talking just, Iowa basketball. He's going to come in not. there with a Fran McCaffrey shirt on. Just going to drool all over. Just going to slobber all over Fran. Get out of here. He is Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. We are two guys named Chris. Thanks to Maddie Van Winkle. We'll be back on Monday. Iowa everywhere.